ladder was a remarkable, large and beautiful animal. This ladder was a remarkably large and beautiful animal, entirely black and sagacious to an astonishing degree. In speaking of his intelligence, my wife, who at heart was not a little tinctured with superstition, made frequent allusions to the ancient popular notion which regarded all black cats as witches in disguise. Not that she was ever serious upon this. And I mention the matter at all for no better reason than it happens just now to be remembered. Pluto, that was the cat's name, was my favorite pet and playmate. I alone fed him, and he attended me whenever I went about the house. It was even with difficulty that I could prevent him from following me through the streets. Our friendship lasted in this manner for several years, during which my general temperament and character, through the instrumentality of the fiend in temperance, had, I blush it to confess it, experienced a radical alteration for the worse. I grew day by day more moody, more irritable, more regardless of the feelings of others. I suffered myself to use intemperate language with my wife. At length, I even offered her personal violence. My pets, of course, were made to feel the change of my disposition. I not only neglected for Pluto, however, I still retained sufficient regard to restrain me from maltreating him, as I made no scruple of maltreating the rabbits, the monkey, or even the dog, when by accident or through affection they came in my way. But my disease grew upon me, for what disease is like alcohol? And at length, not becoming old, and consequently somewhat peevish. Even Pluto began to experience the effects of my ill temper. One night, returning home, much intoxicated, from one of my haunts about town, I fancied that the cat avoided my presence. I seized him, when in his fright and my violence, he inflicted a slight wound upon my hand with his teeth. The fury of a demon instantly possessed me. I knew myself no longer. My original soul seemed at once to take its flight from my body, and a more than fiendish malevolence, gin nurtured, thrilled every fiber of my brain. I took her from my waistcoat pocket at that knife, opened it, grasped the poor beast by the throat, and deliberately cut one of its eyes from the socket. I burn, I shudder, while I pen the damnable atrocity. When reason returned with the morning, when I had slipped off the fumes of the night's debauch, I experienced a sentiment half of horror, half of remorse for the crime of 
Just detail. 
disgusted and annoyed me. By slow degrees, these feelings of disgust and annoyance rose into the bitterness of hatred. I avoided the creature, a certain sense of shame and the remembrance of my former deed of cruelty preventing me from physically abusing it. I did not, for some weeks, strike or otherwise violently ill-use it, but gradually, very gradually, I came to look upon it with unutterable loathing and to flee silently from its odious presence as from the birth of a pestilence. What added, no doubt, to my hatred of the beast was the discovery on the morning after I brought it home like Pluto, it also had been deprived of one of its eyes. This circumstance, however, only endeared it to my wife, who, as I have already said, possessed in a high degree that humanity of feeling which had once been my distinguishing trait, and the source of many of my simplest and purest pleasures. In my aversion to the cat, however, its partiality for myself seemed to increase. It followed my footsteps with a pertinacity which it would be difficult to make the reader comprehend. Whenever I sat, it would crouch beneath my chair or spring upon my knees, covering me with its loathsome caresses. If I arose to walk, it would get between my feet and thus throw me fastening its long and sharp claws in my dress chamber in this manner to my breast. At such times, although I longed to destroy it with a blow, I was yet withheld from so doing, partly by a memory of my former crime, but chiefly, and let me confess it at once, by absolute dread of the beast. This dread was not exactly a dread of physical evil, and that yet I should be at a loss, though otherwise to define it. I am almost ashamed to own, yes, even in this villain's cell, I am almost ashamed to own that the terror and horror with which the animal inspired me had been heightened by one of the merest chimeras it would be possible to conceive. My wife had called my attention more than once to the character of the mark of white hair, of which I have already spoken, and which constituted the sole visible difference between the strange beast and the one I had destroyed. The reader will remember that this mark, although large, had been originally very indefinite, but by slow degrees, degrees nearly imperceptible, and which, for a long time, my reason struggled to reject as fanciful, it had at length assumed a rigorous distinction of an outline. It was now the representation of an object that I shuddered to name, and for this, above all, I loathed myself of the monster, had I dared it. 
Thank you. 